0: Welcome to The Sip List. My name is Amanda, and tonight I have a very special guest, Casey. What's up, dude? What up? Uh, we're going to talk about friends, and not, not our friends or each other, but the TV show Friends, so I'm pretty excited about that.
1: It's one of the greatest shows of
0: all time. Agreed. Definitely my favorite show of all time, so um, I'm pretty excited, and I always love having another person to talk about friends with because I just feel like nobody gets it like I do. Um, I have a friend from Oklahoma City, back where I'm from, that we were both obsessed with it, and now that I'm not around her all the time, I'm like, I need somebody else to obsess over this with me, so I'm excited.
1: Well, I volunteer for the job.
0: I appreciate it. It's pretty awesome. How was your Thanksgiving?
1: Uh, that was a stressful week when I had all my drama going on at work with employees quitting and... Trying to cover everything and working long hours. That's never I good. I had the day off and got to spend time with the mom and the brother and the sister in law and my nephews.
0: I was going to say, don't forget the kids. That's the important part, right?
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. I love my brother to death, but yeah, we butt heads like brothers.
0: Yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? I have a brother.
1: I get it. When it's time for them to come over, I'll be like, bring me my nephews and go away.
0: Yeah, exactly. Don't talk to me. I'll play with your kids. And he's probably like, take them and go away for a while.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but the unfortunate part is he knows Uncle Casey likes to spoil them rotten and then send them home. That's your job, though. That is my job. I waited a long time for those two to get here. And now that they're here, damn it, I'm going to spoil them freaking rotten.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's what you're there for. So I don't blame you at all. Yeah. We, uh, we just chilled. Um, my daughter was here and it was just the three of us. We made a nice dinner, but other than that, we literally sat on our asses the entire week. Like it it was glorious.
1: (laughs) I'm hoping that you had your Thanksgiving pants
0: on. I did. I did. Yeah. I definitely had the Thanksgiving pants on. I have a special pair. Um, they're not maternity pants, but they're stretchy like maternity pants, so they'll do. Be...
1: Whatever gets you through the meal.
0: Yeah, whatever allows more food in the belly, that's that's what I'm all about. Unfortunately,
1: no. with my diabetes, that isn't normally that often, yeah. but I do tend to splurge.
0: Yeah. I will say that is the only Good thing about having type 1 diabetes as opposed to type 2 because I'm on insulin all the time. If I, not that I do it all the time, but I can pretty much eat whatever I want and I just take enough insulin for it and I'm fine. Whereas mm-hmm. type 2, it doesn't, you know, always work that way and you don't always take the same kind of insulin. So it's definitely, I think, on your end, more of a challenge to manage yeah, it from you that you end.
1: One pill a day and then I, throughout the course of the day, I have to manage. The carbs that I intake, the sugars that I intake, and yeah. the, you know the drill.
0: Yeah, I mean, I do that too. So yeah, I, I definitely know. But I, I will say that is the one thing I appreciate is if I want to eat a piece of pie, I know how many carbs it is, and I know how much insulin to give myself for it, and I can just say, okay, there you go. But the, And there's a lot of things too that, like, we had pizza tonight, so I know in about four hours I'm going to have to, like, give myself extra insulin. But yeah, yeah I think...
1: True. Pizza is one of those big ones that is not diabetic friendly.
0: No, it is not. Because it's not just the carbs, it's the fat. And a lot of times they don't tell you that. I didn't know that for the longest time, that the more fat a food has, the more slowly your body absorbs the insulin. So even if you like take insulin for all the carbs in like four hours, you, you're still going to have a, a shoot up because of the fat content. And I didn't know that for so long. It's like, how come nobody told me that? <laughs>
1: that's one of the things that ticks me off about doctors is you get so many different opinions and it's like can somebody just give me the facts so I know how I need to live my life exactly I mean fortunately for me I can get things back under control to where I won't be considered full-on type 2 diabetic but at the same time
0: no it's always a struggle and we've definitely talked about that and I wish more people, you know, understood not only the differences between the two, but that they're both, you know, there's just, there's a lot that goes into it and that, you know, it's not just about type ones, not about any choices at all to autoimmune disease, but even type two, even if you make all the right lifestyle choices, you can still get it. I mean, I've met people that are, you know. Skinnier than me and super fit and still have it and i've met people a lot bigger than me or you know That don't have it. So it's not just about How much you weigh or how much you eat and people don't get that. So
1: are we supposed to be discussing holiday episode? I,
0: I know we went we went off on a little tangent. So Well, since we talked about the the diabetes thing for a second. Um, so are you drinking anything tonight?
1: I am drinking tonight.
0: Yay! what are you having
1: so long story short? Casey is a noob to wine, oh, okay. so I have a friend and her husband that own a local wine shop downtown in my hometown.
0: Ooh, tell me more. And,
1: oh, yeah, and I'm connected, so I get to slowly start working my, because I was always the guy growing up that, oh, no, wine is for sissies, give me a beer, <laughs> and as I've grown up, and I'm in my 40s now, I understand that beer causes reactions, otherwise known as hangovers, that (laughs) I don't particularly care to deal with, where if I manage my wine intake responsibly, the the hangover effects are minimal.
0: Okay, because I would say, uh honey, a wine hangover
1: can suck really bad. <laughs> I've had a couple of wine hangovers before where a bunch of us went down to my friend's shop and yeah, we put a few bottles piece away, and I woke mm-hmm. up the next morning and I was like, I'm not 21, I cannot do this anymore.
0: Yes. yes. But then
1: um, uh, a month later I go out with my friends and do it again and it's like "What hey, are you freaking stupid
0: right no i mean wine is definitely a fine line where it, if you have a certain amount you get really sleepy and if you have a certain amount you feel really good and you can kind of keep that going all night and then if you have a certain amount it's like the worst hangover ever so it's yeah. taken me a while to figure that out too but um well i'm glad you're venturing out that's awesome
1: so in the meanwhile to wrap the story up When I decided that it was time to try the vast world of drinking the wine, my friend recommended a cheap beginner wine Mm -hmm. that I actually fell in love with because it's kind of like carbonated alcoholic Kool-Aid. Oh. And I haven't been able to get away from it. And the fact that it's actually really cheap in the stores, another benefit. What is it? So tonight I am drinking my very tasty and uber sweet Mama Mango.
0: Is that the brand or is that the f- the flavor?
1: That's what it's called.
0: Okay. I haven't heard of this one. Oh, so that's their brand, right? Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. No, no, no. That-
1: no, 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 no. That's, okay. you, can, you can get it at Walmart, Safeway. Nope. I'm not giving shout outs to corporate America. I'm not going to do it. But- <laughs> You can get it, it's a, I believe, nationally sold brand. Okay. And they just deal with a few national brands like that, and then they have connections with local places and local, see, I'm so new, I don't even know what the heck they're even called, but like vineyards and whatnot. They yeah. Have their own brands, and yeah, it's, I actually like their shop, and I actually ventured into trying a couple of different things, but. I'm not a big fan of change, so I always go back to my home base.
0: Yeah. So the thing with wine is that part of it of learning, because it's definitely an acquired taste, which is a thing I never believed in. People used to say beer is an acquired taste. I'm like, no, beer tastes like shit. Well, now I love beer, um, depending on the kind. But it really is an acquired taste, and a big part of it is food. Like when you have it paired with the right kind of food, it totally changes Mm -hmm. it for you it took me, so it took me a long time to drink wine. And even when I started, I only did like Riesling and like all the sweet whites. And now, um, we went, we went to some, uh, kind of like wine themed dinners and did all these pairings with different courses. And that was how I got under red wine. And now that's all I drink. Like I hardly ever touch white except for what I have tonight, but (laughs) we'll get to that. But I'm convinced anybody can be a wine drinker. It's just about the quality of the wine, how it's presented to you, you know, and again, to like pairing it with certain things.
1: Um, yeah, you you just have to find the one that works for you, and yeah, once you find that, stick with it.
0: So for my fortieth birthday, which was two years ago, Jesus. We have a, a couple that we travel with, and they're our best friends, so a uh, shout out to Tyson and Lauren, especially to Tyson. He's a doctor in the Army, and he's overseas, Woo so we appreciate him, um, but we decided to go to Napa for my 40th birthday. Well, I decided. That's what we're going to do, and we're going to do a wine tour. This guy does not drink wine. He is beer through and through, and then, like, tequila and Jaeger shots, so... Oh, no yeah so when we first planned the trip we were going to go to a brewery too like so basically the way you can plan it was you can you know you can go with a group or you can get a driver and they'll take you to a few different wineries or whatever and we had planned to go to this brewery because we wanted him to you know drink two and whatever long story short too late <laughs> <laughs> so they talked about that too, <laughs> too late um Our driver, Seamus, who was a legit Irish man, said, forget your game plan. I'm going to take you to the best places and get you the most wineries in during your time. So we did not go to the beer place, but we went to a bunch of different vineyards. And by the end of that trip, Tyson was a wine drinker and he is still a wine drinker. So if I can get him to drink wine, I can get anybody to drink wine because he is not a wine guy for sure.
1: No, uh, well, yeah, because that's where I was probably five years ago. And Mm -hmm. then I found this stuff. And then, listening to previous episodes of The Sip List, I started picking up on like the first couple that you were drinking. And I plan on going out and picking up bottles and trying.
0: You should, and if, if you ever need help, you can ask me, because I'll I'll tell you kind of how to drink it and how to pair it and that kind of stuff. I mean, red wine is amazing with red meat. If you like steak, steak and red wine is just, like, the best combo. But um,
1: I'm a redneck living in the Pacific Northwest.
0: <laughs> I want to live in the Pacific Northwest.
1: <laughs> I'm telling you, if you get uh, past the whole stigma that everybody else in the freaking country, th- oh, it rains 341 days out of the year. and No, it doesn't. There's um, a lot that people don't think about when they think about the Northwest It's here. I mean, we've got cultural places where you can go to, like in Seattle and Olympia and whatnot. We've got major sporting venues. We've got the greatest football team in the world that just won last night. Woo, Seahawks! <laughs> And
0: oh, you don't have an NBA team anymore, though. Wah, wah. Okay, sorry, I had to. That was mean. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, 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 oh be fighting worse. <laughs> the only thing I will say about that, because I did not follow NBA a whole lot until. Hurricane Katrina happened, and Oklahoma City got the Hornets, which are now the Pelicans. And after that, it was like, oh, hey, Oklahoma City is a, a – because we had no professional sports. It's all college sports, and then we had, like, a, a minor league hockey team. But, you yeah, know – Yeah, you
1: guys uh, a little mediocre college football team down there. I think, what is it? Boomer, Sooner, whatever the Are heck you heck it
0: joking is? my face? What do you even have up there? The Pac-12 is shit.
1: Listen here, just because <laughs> – I mean, people- just because I went to college at the laughingstock of the entire freaking NC2A at Washington State University doesn't mean that you can make fun of me. Okay. Well,
0: I'm and not. But uh, you cannot hate on Texas and Oklahoma football because football is where it's at down here. That's all we have, especially in Oklahoma. That's all we got until now.
1: Well, yeah, you hear all the horror stories about Oklahoma and Texas and the, yeah. The Red River rivalry.
0: oh I know this this is the first year in like oof like seven eight maybe closer to 10 years that I have not gone to the Cotton Bowl for OU Texas and they did have it there but it was very limited and you know the fair was closed and all that I mean it was just it's such a different you know we have OU season tickets and we haven't been you know, to a game. And it's just like, I mean, football season this year is different because of COVID. Like it's just a whole big deal, but I'm just like, this year killed us. us.
1: Well, even like with the Hawks this year, our governor promised, Oh, by November when we were supposed to play San Francisco at home, it was like, we'll have limited capacity and all the And we still, our football yeah. team is be in front of one fan at home all That's year crazy. long. crazy.
0: I know. Well, we, um, so basically when the NBA shut down, um, you know, we had already paid for our season tickets for the Thunder. Actually, hold on. Let me go back a second. Cause what I was going to say about that was, you know, like I said, I never paid attention. So I heard all the things about, you know, Seattle didn't appreciate their team and they weren't doing well and blah, 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 blah. I have no idea if it's, if that's true. You know, I knew who the, um,
1: Seattle supersonics,
0: Sonics, that's right. I knew who they were, but I promise you there was never a team in the entire world more loved than the way when they moved to Oklahoma City and became the Thunder. I guarantee you there has never been a team more worshipped, more cared about, more supported, more loved than anything in the world.
1: No, and I totally get that. That's just I know how we you are. Guys, you guys were hungry down there for some kind of professional sport, and you got it. The part that most of us up here are upset about is how it went about being done because yeah. previous ownership literally sabotaged our franchise. They sold away all of our freaking talent. And then on top of it, they go out and draft Kevin Durant. And then a year later,
0: <laughs> yeah. you
1: guys go out of town and welcome Oklahoma City Thunder and boo-hoo, one of the greatest players to ever play the game. And you're never going to get to watch him play on your home court.
0: Yeah. No, that sucks. I mean, I know I'd be devastated even if, cause right now we lost everybody good that we had, And like, I don't even know half the people on our team now. So I get it. You know, it's just, again, and Oklahoma is a college sports atmosphere. So that's mm-hmm. why anytime you watch, they tell you Oklahoma city is one of the hardest places to play because that's all we know is like in your face, like yelling, cheering, like whatever. We went to watch like the first year the Thunder were there. We went to Dallas to watch them play Dallas, and nobody there wears team apparel. They all sit there in their seats on their phones, or they're trying to look cool. And we were like, we're jumping up and down, in our seats going, "Whoa, both Thunder!" And they're just all like, "Yeah, whatever." It's like it's gonna. I'll yeah, take to- your shit for granted.
1: We get that up here a lot with our baseball team because for a long time they were owned by a small Japanese tech company named Nintendo.
0: <laughs> oh, so, them. Yeah. I've never heard of them.
1: Yeah. We we have Microsoft. We have Bezos. We have the greatest football team in the NFL.
0: Oh, honey. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> <clears throat> I seem to remember Cam Newton getting tackled at the goal line, I believe it was week three.
0: Oof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Cam Newton is not my quarterback. I'm just saying. Still. Tom, Tom Brady is my quarterback, but no, I will still support my team. So yeah, I appreciate
1: that about you because a lot of people, we've, we've seen it up here, if you have a bad season, people tend to jump off the freaking bandwagon mm-hmm. until it gets turned back around. And it's like that's where I think our pro teams struggle because we went through it once with the Mariners. We went through it. Once with the Seahawks, we went through it with the Sonics, obviously.
0: Right.
1: Half the time, I think if the University of Washington could up and move out of state, they'd do that too. But fortunately for them, the Huskies tend to be very competitive in the Pac-12.
0: Yeah. Well, and too, when you come from a state, like especially, you know, in the South and where college sports is, that's what the thing is. The fans are very, very diehard, which can cut Mm -hmm. both ways, but at the same time, you know, I, I watch some games, especially NFL games where people are booing their own team, and I'm like, well, you know what, screw you, like, first of all, at college games, I find that unacceptable, because these are kids, they're playing to either work their way through college, or potentially find a career in professional sports, but either way, they're kids, Mm-hmm. They are they are there to get through college. They are not there to keep you fucking happy. Like, shut up. Sorry. that That is one of the things that fires me up so bad. You can ask anybody. You do not boo college sports players. I will smack no. you. Yeah, just don't do it. for
1: us, with the Huskies and with the Cougars, both fan bases are very diehard and loyal to yeah. their school. And in a lot of ways, it's like OU and Texas or OU and the Cowboys, where, yeah, you guys can get along when it's not game day, but on game day, it's like, no. Oh, do
0: yeah. not
1: make them be fight. I mean, I've got people in my family that both went to UW and WSU, and then they got married after college, and, oh, Lord, Apple Cup weekend is not freaking fun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I-, I will always support any Oklahoma team except on Bedlam weekend, Then it's, you know. Yeah, college sports mm-hmm. to me is is better because at least the people, fans seem to be more supportive, especially because a lot of people are alumni or that's just what, you know, Oklahoma, you grew up, you were either a, a cowboy or a sooner. That's just all there was to life.
1: Mm-hmm. That's the same know. way it is up here. I mean, for the most part, if you live in the state of Washington, you are either a Husky or you're a Cougar. Mm-hmm. I grew up a Husky, but I ended up going to school at WSU, so. Nice. If I had my choice, I would have rather gone to UW, but they didn't accept me, and WSU did,
0: so. I actually went to a smaller uh, University of Central Oklahoma, Broncos. Walk, walk. I declined OSU to stay closer to home for a guy, which turned out to be a mistake, but I guess it didn't because, you know, now I am where I am. So, oh,
1: no. I totally get that. i made <laughs> numerous life decisions based on Yeah. Here I sit, 43 years old. It's like, what the fuck was I thinking?
0: Right. Well, you know what's crazy is like when you're 18, you know, you just think everything is so dramatic. So UCO and OSU were only 45 minutes apart. But to me, I was like, we can't be 45 minutes apart. We'll never see each other. I live in fucking Dallas, Fort Worth. It takes 45 minutes to go anywhere. Like, (laughs) Just it's so different how you think when you're a kid versus now it's like, okay, well, if I want to go see one of my best friends, it's at least a 45 minute drive, it's a 25 minute drive to my job. Like,
1: <laughs> yes, yeah.
0: well, that was a long ass tangent about a bunch of things that I don't even remember, but that it was probably
1: cool. won't even make it into the episode.
0: It well, I, I don't know, we'll see. I uh, my last episode with Jennifer, we how we briefly talked about the whole, you know, having the consent discussion with your kid, we went Mm -hmm. on a huge long rabbit hole. And so I cut a little bit of that out, mostly for privacy, honestly, Mm -hmm. but I think it's cool to get into conversations and just talk about real shit. So I'm good with that. But saying that I will go ahead and move on to what I am drinking. I, first of all, am drinking out of my holiday armadillo wine glass. Um, <laughs> last year for Christmas at Secret Santa, somebody got me a set of two uh, Friends-themed Christmas wine glasses. So, I will say I do kind of have to turn it away because looking at Ross dresses that Armadillo kind of creeps me out when I'm drinking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so I am drinking um, Barefoot, which is a very economically priced brand as well. Um, most of us who drink a lot of wine are probably familiar with Barefoot because it's low-priced yet pretty decent and i am drinking their sauvignon blanc which is basically only one of the only white wines i will drink anymore um, because it's not sweet it's very crisp it's very dry it's very um fruity but like a dry fruity so it's not sweet and it just it's so refreshing sauvignon blanc highly recommended super fresh super crisp it definitely makes you feel like summer which it's not right now but i just was craving it so Okay, so we are going to do our top five favorite Friends holiday episodes. So we have discussed Friends at length, and it was obviously, I think, we both determined way too difficult to say top five favorite episodes of Friends. I think probably could be done, but... I feel like let's just, let's... It could be done,
1: but at the same time, the amount of mental stress that it would put both of us under.
0: Yeah, I don't have time for that. do
1: that to myself. Thank you very much.
0: Yes. <laughs> so let's just narrow it down to little categories. I think that's what I like better. And we've came up with a few, which I'm excited about. But this time, we're going to do holiday episodes. So holiday can include, you know... Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, Valentine's Day, anything that's a holiday, we're going to throw it in there. So, holiday episodes, top five. So, we have discussed, not like in a centered holiday episode, but in an overall favorite episodes, and based on that, and what we've talked about about friends, I feel like our lists are going to be very similar as far as our long list. Yeah, the uh, this
1: is kind of sort of where that whole comment that I made you earlier about the whole I think we're going to break records tonight yeah. came from. I think I'm guessing, not trying to you know jump the shark here, but I'm guessing at least probably three episodes on our list are going to be identical.
0: I agree, and not in the same um, hierarchy per se, but I was actually mm-hmm. going to say four. I'm, but it's very
1: it. It it very well could be four and
0: possibly jackpotty, maybe all five. That'd be impressive. That'd be very impressive. And I'm gonna go ahead and say, even though I told you this earlier, but just so everybody knows, my number one's gonna be picked on the fly. Cause I still haven't decided. Um hmm. I ha I haven't narrowed down, but I'm having a really hard time. So
1: yeah, I- We made the joke earlier about the whole if I laminate my list, does that mean it's final?
0: Yes. (laughs)
1: Um, I'm not going to lie, my list is still not laminated and I've got two entries early in the list that may flip-flop as we get to each one because I mm, I I know.
0: And again, we could change our minds tomorrow, so who's to say? Mm -hmm. All right. So let's start with
1: number five and you go first. Oh, number five is the one where Ross got high. Oh,
0: number five? Okay. All right. You go ahead. I'm
1: guessing by your reaction that you have it a lot higher on your Uh, list. (laughs) Uh, yeah. This is my problem because literally every one of these five entries, like you said, tomorrow my number five could be number two. My number two could be number four. My number three could be number one. And yeah, I mean, they're all very interchangeable. And sometimes I'm just in the mood for the chicanery that is Monica and Ross blowing up and ratting themselves out for every little thing that has ever happened in their entire life. And then Phoebe loving Jacques Cousteau and Joey (laughs) wanting to go to I mean, cabin with his
0: hot dancer roommate and the trifle uh, that alone if you ask anybody about an episode of friends <laughs> you don't know the name of it you talk about that time rachel made that trifle everybody mm-hmm. knows what that is like that by yeah. itself is just There's a couple of things on my list
1: that one little moment like rachel messed up the trifle or i'm not going to say which other ones, but we can get to those when they pop up on right. either way. I I did, I love all five of these episodes and it really pained me to have to try and put them in any particular order. Yeah, I, I
0: agree, me too. It's like choosing your favorite kid. <laughs>
1: the, the idea of Ross smoking pot in his bedroom, <laughs> getting caught, blaming it on Chandler, and then the whole concept of, you know, Monica and Ross ratting each other out like I said and then Phoebe being so uncomfortable because of the whole situation
0: I love Jacques Cousteau and- <laughs> well and her her dreams about Jack like her dreams about their dad it's so amazing
1: I that's one of the things I love about this show is I really think they found the right people to play each and every part of and oh, it yeah. doesn't have to, really have to be the six stars i mean the gellers you know those characters perfect i mean mom and dad are played perfectly
0: yeah jack geller is one of the unsung heroes of that show like i just have to say he's you know he's he calls her our little harmonica and when he comes to check on her after the breakup with richard like you're just like oh jack i want him to be my dad but then also, you get the episode with the Porsche, where all of her stuff gets ruined, and Ross's stuff is all. That I say, I will say, is the one thing about them that really bothered me: is their blatant obsession with Ross and their blatant disregard mm-hmm. for Monica. It did kind of bother me a little bit, but they also kind of redeemed themselves from that too. episode
1: when he gave Monica the Porsche.
0: Yeah, so I, I love, um, you know, Rachel making the trifle you know rachel is you know so nervous about making this dessert and she's so proud that monica has faith in her but i also want to be like what kind of moron would ever think there would be beef and onions in a dessert (laughs) like and peas and peas um and i don't know have you ever seen any of the outtakes from this show yeah where where
1: it it tastes like feet
0: yeah It's like, yeah, that whole episode's amazing, and definitely the part where the whole scene where, you know, Monica and Ross are each one-upping each other with their transgressions is one of my favorite sequences in the show. It's a very, very good scene.
1: Well, and even because you get to the end of that whole exchange between Ross and Monica and Phoebe and Joey and Rachel, and then you literally see their mom sitting there on the couch <laughs> with an excedrin headache number 12. Right. It's like, that's a lot of information to process in 30 seconds. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, that is, that is definitely awesome. And yeah, I, <laughs> Hurricane Gloria didn't break the porch swing. Monica did. <laughs> it's like, we kind of figured about the porch swing, but no, that's, that, that episode is on my list, obviously. Um,
1: one that we matched
0: yeah for sure not the same hierarchy but yes we definitely did
1: uh ask me tomorrow and we may have the one where ross got high in the same spot
0: right (laughs) okay well good one good one i like it
1: what's your number five
0: okay so my number five is the one with the routine (laughs) so do you have this one
1: it's on my honorable mention ah
0: uh, okay okay so you know this episode we get um where we have Joey and um Janine Janine thank you dating Janine's a dancer and so I love when she comes into the coffee shop and she's like yeah I, I got called to dance on this show something New Year's dickin rockin dickin eve <laughs> She has no clue what she's talking about. Monica, are you talking about Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve? <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. I love this episode. You know that as much as I hated Janine, I thought the it was very sweet with the whole, you know, her and Joey kind of getting together.
1: And you know I mean, those times where she came into the show and she stuck around for, what was it, like four, five, six episodes? Mm-hmm. And it was like, I get you needed somebody at the time, but to fill in because Monica and Chandler just moved in together and that whole relationship had just started. But it's like, don't mess with the dynamic of my six people.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, and she definitely wore out her welcome. And luckily, you know, the episode after that, they, you know, basically it was they kiss the next episode, they go on one date and then she's done. So I like that, but...
1: Blow up the I hate Chandler and Monica when Monica gets pissed off about it and blah, blah, blah.
0: She's really loud for such a little person. (laughs) I love Mm -hmm. it. Um, But the routine, I mean, come on. First of all, that these two think they're going to be on national television and do that cheesy eighth grade routine and be cool. Like, Monica is still such a little fat girl inside and I love it. (laughs)
1: Yeah, that's one of the things I love about their relationship is they really don't have any sense of, I don't even know what the right word would be, but...
0: Boundaries sometimes? No, I'm just kidding.
1: (laughs) We're going to make ourselves look like the biggest fools in the freaking world, and we're going to make this happen. And then all of a sudden, like, people, you're really not going to make it on TV.
0: Except for the
1: blooper reel. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: No, and then... And then you get the whole um, Rachel and Phoebe looking for their presents for Monica and Chandler's trying to stop them. And I, I thought that part was pretty cool, too, you know, especially when Monica finds him. She's like, do you know how hard I look to get to get you that water purifier? And he's like, that's what you got me. And then Phoebe's like, oh, I see what you mean. That look is priceless. <laughs> and you
1: know that when Rachel and Phoebe come in looking for presents that Chandler's not going to be able to stop them.
0: Right, and he's not going to be any help.
1: <laughs> no, and if anything, he's going to be easily manipulated and he's going to. I knew they'd break you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, he will become a willing participant to said hijinks.
0: Yes, of course. Because why wouldn't you? Um, and I love when they find the bookends and she's like, thank you for my ass. <laughs> what are these? They're bookends. That's a great gift. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I love that one. Okay. all right. so we're one for one, even though you don't know which number mine is yet. So, what's your number four?
1: Uh, Number four, this is where my flip-flop possibly may come, and I think I'm gonna go with number four being the one with the Halloween party.
0: Okay, that's a good one.
1: Well, I mean, let's be honest, none of them are bad.
0: Well, true. Well,
1: yeah, and I think we even made reference to it earlier cuz this is Ross's Sputnik episode mm-hmm. in Chandler the Bunny and Joey dressing up as Ross or Joey dressing up as Chandler <laughs> yes. and You ha- you get the whole Catwoman and Supergirl battle yes. between BB Not to mention much- ends up leading to you know the arm wrestling between the Bunny and the Duty I mean, yes.
0: <laughs> Not to mention Phoebe, Phoebe dating her twin sister's ex, Sean like, Penn. Well, and that was one of the
1: we grew up at the same time. And I always remember Sean Penn growing up as being, you know, one of those Hollywood bad boys. Mm-hmm. And with that kind of image, I never, ever would have thought I would ever see Sean Penn on a show like Friends.
0: He dressed as planets <laughs> or yeah. the solar system. <laughs>
1: Basically making himself look like an ass because, you know, he's got the problem about profusely sweating when he gets nervous and Mm -hmm. how stupid he looks because he believes every one of Ursula's stories that she tells him about, you know, them being in the same place in the Peace Corps and they were just one village away and... On oh, then, she teaches at the super secret school for kids of spies. Right. <laughs> and yeah, Ursula's the worst. I mean, he has to come back to the party to get Ursula's purse so, because it has her, the list of people in her prayer chain.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: there is no one that has ever watched that show who would ever believe that Ursula is any part of it, anything prayer related.
0: Exactly. She couldn't even remember probably God's name to pray to him.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Um, I love Rachel in her dress. And she's like, well, uh, I'm, I'm dressed like this because I'm pregnant and I can't, you know, wear this again. And she gives out the candy to that little girl. She's like, she told me I was pretty, so I just gave her everything. And Phoebe's like, no wonder you're pregnant.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. And then you go further down the road with that and then they have no more candy. So she's giving out money to all these kids.
0: Yes. And
1: she ends up running out of money and pissing off one of the kids. And he ends up throwing a temper tantrum and she's all like writing him a check. And
0: and then, uh, you know, the whole bunny costume. I mean, we can't get, get past that. well
1: Chandler always found himself in some of the dumbest.
0: I know. I situation.
1: The bunny, the freaking bath with the freaking bath Bubbles, salt yeah. All the
0: bubbles. And oh bubbles. yeah, that. <laughs> and well, yeah. it was either a pink bunny or no bunny at all. <laughs> no bunny at all. It's always no bunny at all. Because <laughs> his
1: meltdowns are thing of things of epic proportions. Yes, yes,
0: they are. Mm-hmm. He
1: is. You know, it's always going to happen because he's going to end up in a situation where, whether it's the bunny, the bath, shark porn, whatever. <laughs> Yeah,
0: Chandler's a hot mess, but I love him. Well, The Halloween Party made my long list, but it did not make my top five. So, not there not you go. More. I know. So, yeah, but that is a good one. I love it.
1: The next two out of the next three on mine, definitely, possibly all three of them are going to be on your list.
0: Okay. So, my number four is going to be... uh this is so hard. Because I have them all highlighted, but I haven't really put them in order. I don't think this is one... I don't think this one is going to be on your list, because I almost wasn't going to put it on mine. But it is the one with Christmas in Tulsa.
1: That one was... It's on my long list, and it almost okay. made honorable mention.
0: And I I kept it off... Um, because of another one that I really wanted to put instead, but I I love this one so much because of the, first of all, nostalgia value. You know, I love that they're getting all these flashbacks of all the, the different Christmases, like, especially Mm -hmm. that, that one, that first one where they go, you know, to try to meet Phoebe's dad and they don't. Joey and Chandler bring all these gifts back from the gas station. You know Toilet seat covers, you know, just like um, a cola and (laughs) and a lemon lime, (laughs) ribbed
1: for her pleasure.
0: Yes, and like uh, what? What windshield wipers? I don't even have a car. (laughs) Um, I or wiper blades. Yeah, I just I loved all the flashbacks, but then I also really loved that you know, other than you get Ross and Rachel with the copy girl and then you get, um, Monica and Chandler struggling to have a baby. Other than Mm -hmm. that, there is not a lot of, there's not a lot of, you know, preponderance of exposition, if you will, in this show, there's not a lot of, Mm -hmm. you know, dramatic moments where people really have to make choices and it could, you know, I would say Ross and Rachel breaking up is probably the most dramatic thing that's ever happened, you know, because it it really did make you cry. It made you, you know, oh, God, a, I
1: remember when that first happened back in what season three?
0: Yeah, I needed a oh, day off work.
1: Thought the world was coming to an end. Oh God, yeah. Ross and Rachel are breaking up, and it's
0: but so but the cool. thing is, yeah, they did present Chandler with this opportunity. You know, and obviously we know he's not going to do it because it's a sitcom. But still, it was kind of a real moment where he's away from his wife. He's in a city he doesn't know. He's lonely. He's alone with this beautiful woman. And, you know, he gets this opportunity to do something and he doesn't. And He talks about how much he loves Monica and he quits his job, you know, to go home and be with her. And I just, I really loved that moment. I loved how sweet and powerful it was. You know yeah, really that
1: moment needed to happen because let's be real and work from a watcher perspective, but you know, how long was that storyline going to be able to play out over the course right. of, the rest of the season? I mean, they have to be together and when I say together, I mean in the purple apartment.
0: Exactly. And I don't know how they planned that or how long they planned it to be because I feel like it went on a little longer than it needed to, but yeah, but it's also a real thing that happens in real marriages. So I think that it's a, you know, especially with two career-driven people, like, you know, Monica, when she gets that chef job, she's like, I'm not going to move to Tulsa, Oklahoma to, you know, do whatever. And I, I appreciate that Chandler made the choice to, change his career, basically, and let Monica keep doing what she loves in a city where there's opportunity, but also he just, you know, choosing his marriage over anything else, and especially a job he didn't even like, so, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a super emotional, dramatic episode by any means. The flashbacks were probably my favorite, but I did love the, the situation that Chandler got presented with, and how well he handled it, you know, because, Chandler you know prior to Monica Chandler might not have handled it like that yeah
1: yeah I mean even like you said on the last I mean Chandler melts down at even the smallest hint of trouble
0: yeah and he could have just made out with her just to save face and not make it awkward you know like (laughs) so you don't you know I love how he was like no I I love my wife this is what I'm you know, doing and I think that Chandler had a very good character development from that standpoint and and it was just so sweet for him to come home and surprise them all. And then Joey runs up like like body checks Monica to hug him.
1: I mean I think it comes back full circle to last week's episode when you brought up that your what the fuck moment was Ross coming in the day of the wedding. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting married today, woo! And then <laughs> he walks out the door, and Monica yes. peeks from out, and she's all like, "Do you think he saw us?"
0: I yeah. Think,
1: as much as people may not have thought at that moment that that's what they wanted, over the course of time, people realize that yeah, that actually needed to happen.
0: I think I like them more than Ross and Rachel. I mean, Ross and Rachel are the thing, you know? They're the They're the star-crossed lovers. They're the the couple everybody wants. And I love them. But I think Monica and Chandler were just so perfectly imperfect for each other that Mm -hmm. it it just turned out perfectly, you know?
1: Yeah, I think, like, it goes along with the whole nobody really thought. I would almost want to ask the writers if they really thought that that moment in that episode was actually going to spawn itself into the rest of the run of the show the way it did.
0: Right. Well, and it but...
1: naturally just progressed right down the road mm-hmm. and before you go, oh, we've got, they've been together now two seasons, and yeah, it might be time for one of the two of them to get down on their knee and propose, and...
0: Yeah. Oh, and the whole <laughs> proposal episodes. oh my God, that killed me. I was, I mean, I knew she wasn't going to go back to Richard, but I was like, really... Tom Sellett, get out of our life. Like, I love you, but go away. <laughs> oh no, I
1: I actually really love the Richard character when he was first on the show back in season two. Oh, I did too, yeah. I he really he came from out of nowhere and he fit into the dynamic of the six stars. Yeah. And it just seemed to work naturally.
0: Right. I I think Monica and Chandler, you know, I, I almost wonder, so you remember the prior season when they go to the beach house and they have that whole, you know, well, uh, would you date me thing? Like, mm-hmm. I wonder if that was a precursor to, you know, them dating or if they wrote that and then later on they're just like, Oh, that was kind of cute. Maybe we could keep going with this, but that really, like I said on last week to Jennifer, that really could have gone either way because audiences could have loved it or they could have hated it. Like with the whole Joey and Rachel thing, most people hated that. But with, you know, the whole,
1: I mean, the whole Chandler and
0: Monica thing, people ended up loving it, which was awesome. And I liked seeing Joey fall in love with Rachel. It was heartbreaking because I knew, or at least I thought I knew how it was going to turn out. But I loved seeing his character develop like that. But I did not like the subsequent uh, trying to date the two of them because it just didn't work. They're such good friends. Like, they're they're my favorite roommates of the entire show. Like, even more than him and Chandler.
1: No, and even, like, I think the reason why I got on board with Joey and Rachel so much was because they had personal experience with a similar situation. Right. Didn't go as far as Joey and Rachel did, but at the same time, you know, ideas and potential possibilities were thrown out there. And before you know it, you come to the realization we're probably better friends than we would be as right boyfriend and girlfriend, husband and wife, whatever. And is that kind of a relationship really worth throwing away? Potentially, right? Friendship has been you know, 10 years, 15 years in the making. I get it. If you have a solid, solid, strong friendship, both people on either side of the equation are going to care about whether or not the other person is getting hurt and how significantly they're hurt. and Right. Hmm, all yeah. of that. So, you
0: know, it is what Which it is. Which again makes all this shit unrealistic, but well, I guess let's not. Right. Okay. So, number three. What is your number three? Mm,
1: the one with the Holiday Armadillo. Yes, that is
0: there
1: a no good one. On your list, so don't lie to me.
0: It's on my list. Um, I don't think it's in my top five. Oh!
1: I was almost 100% for certain that that was going to be in your top five.
0: It... It's tying for my number three with another one, so we'll say it's in my top five because since you're using it, I'm gonna use a different one for number three so okay. there you go we'll say we'll say it uh it works. So tell us about the holiday armadillo, Casey
1: Well, basically the holiday armadillo from the start of the episode, you've got the whole aftermath of the fire at. Rachel and Phoebe's apartment, that mm-hmm. who started it? Was it Rachel with Phoebe? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> All of that fiasco. Come to find out in other ways that Ross is getting to spend the holidays with Ben, his, and he wants to try and find a way to make the holiday special and teach him about Hanukkah. The because, Festival
0: of Lights. Yes.
1: And he goes out looking for a costume, but nobody has costumes. So he ends up getting stuck with the holiday armadillo costume. Well, the armadillo, <laughs> but then the rest of them end up dubbing him the holiday armadillo then. Yeah, that episode is <laughs> amazing. I it, Well, and part of it, I got away from the other side of it too with the whole Phoebe trying to coerce Rachel out of living with Joey. So Mm -hmm. with the drums. With the drums and then the tarantula and Monica having issues with the loud drumming all night. So They end up putting the drumsticks in the tarantula cage because Joey is deathly afraid of tarantula.
0: Yeah. I love when Rachel's like, if you wanted to creep me out, you should have just gotten a fish. You know how fish creep me out? It's like,
1: what? (laughs) Flip back to the other side. And, you know, Ben's not really into the whole wanting to learn about Hanukkah. He's what? I would guess six, seven, eight years old. Yeah. About Santa and wanting presents and all of the hullabaloo that corporate America feeds down your throat. That the mm-hmm. holidays giving, giving, or getting, 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 and all that. And yeah. In the meanwhile, Chandler does end up with a Santa Claus costume and comes home <laughs> and saves the day. One of the few times that Chandler actually gets to step up in it.
0: Except so, he isn't really, because Ross gets mad. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, he does get mad. And I can get where he's coming from with his frustration because, you know, being Jewish is part of who Ben is. Right. And, you know, he should have some kind of understanding about that, whether he yeah, wants for sure. To practice that aspect of his culture or whatever. That's up to him. But at the same time, He really should be learning about that side of who he is as well. It's not all, doesn't always have to be about Santa Claus and Christmas trees and Rudolph and Frosty and blah, 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 blah. And yeah.
0: Yeah. You know what I've never understood is how, like, people play that down or, like, even on that, like, oh, learning about the Jewish stuff, whatever, blah, blah, blah i would kill to be Jewish. 8 days of gifts. Sign me oh, up for that shit.
1: Absolutely. I mean, yeah, candles I mean,
0: Candles I mean, burning for 8 days, days and 8 days of presents. Sign me up.
1: Yeah. I mean, especially at Ben's age, it, it, if you do, if you've literally given your dad 5 seconds to explain everything, mm-hmm. move, I get 8 days of presents instead of freaking just one. Wow.
0: Exactly. Yeah, That no that episode is good and like the whole trying to get Rachel not to live with Joey. That's really good. And I definitely, I love the whole, you know, the holiday armadillo because it's so awkward, but it's so like, okay, we can, we can make this cute, but (laughs) it's also weird.
1: Well, it is that, I think that's why it perfectly fits into Ross's character is because of the fact that it is so goofy. It is so weird and so totally not what would happen and, real life.
0: Right, who's gonna dress up like that? And I love when Monica's like, uh, Ben, open some presents, and uh, Santa, the armadillo, and I will have a talk in the kitchen. There's a sentence I never thought I'd say.
1: (laughs) And then all of a sudden, Joey steps in to also try and help save the day, and he's wearing a Superman costume.
0: (laughs) He was like, what is Superman doing at the Easter Bunny's funeral?
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then you end up with the whole moment at the end where it all gets explained as Superman flew the Jews out of
0: out of Egypt, Egypt, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. My favorite part was when Superman flew all the Jews out of Egypt. (laughs) The armadillo did not like that part very much.
1: (laughs) No he didn't because he has his head up his ass.
0: Yes. No, that was definitely a good one and it, it made my list for sure. It is not in my top five, even though I'm drinking wine out of my holiday armadillo glass. But yeah, I I love that one. So um, my number three, which uh, we're still not getting to the one that we had in common earlier. But my number three is the one with Rachel's other sister.
1: I totally missed that episode when I was going through.
0: With Christina Applegate? Yes. Oh Sorry. my God. This like episode a is Applegate so made a better
1: sister. Christina Applegate made a way better sister for Rachel than Reese Witherspoon did.
0: Yeah. I mean, Reese was cute with that episode, but yeah. Uh, this one with Christina Applegate, oh my God. It's so fucking funny. Like... It's so typical because the way that they've played out Rachel's family, obviously with um, Jill and whatever, how spoiled they are. Mm -hmm. It's just everything that happens is so appalling, but you're also like, it's so typical of like the green family or whatever. Um, So we have, you know, this is uh, Ross and Rachel and they have Emma. So it's Emma's first Thanksgiving and her sister, Uh, shows up, and uh, Amy is basically... uh, So the one thing I don't like is that she basically shows up at the door and says, I need a hair straightener. And then she gets a call, and her boyfriend breaks up with her, and they invite her to Thanksgiving. But was she really just there to get a hair straightener? Like, I didn't understand that, that plot line.
1: Well, I think it kind of fit for that character because Amy was so out of left field
0: yeah like she was in the city to see her boyfriend was like oh my sister lives here let me go borrow her hair straightener you know
1: well and you get the whole for that whole episode her not realizing that her niece's name is emma
0: yeah is this Emmett? uh it's emma it's a girl
1: (laughs) yeah yeah and then even at one point she thought phoebe was emma
0: Yes, yeah, so that's what um and I made a TikTok of this. I don't know if you saw it, but that so she's so unbelievably inconsiderate and just out of it like not recognizing anything that's happening, you know. I I love when uh she's like to Ross, she gets the phone call. Can I take this upstairs? And he's like, "You can. We don't live there." But she's like, "Really? It, it's just these rooms. I thought you were a doctor." <laughs> She's just such a spoiled brat. So this episode this episode has a lot going on, which is one of my favorite things about it. So you've got
1: almost every episode of the show has a lot going on. That's true. That's true. I think that's why I love the show so much is because you could tune in on a Thursday night at eight o'clock and you may not be feeling the whole Ross and Rachel thing, but you're gonna get something from Joey or you're going to get something from Phoebe, or you're going to get something from Chandler, or you're going to get something from Monica, and it'll all work out in the end. And you'll be happy, and for 30 minutes, you'll forget your headache of a day you had at work and Mm -hmm. laugh your ass off and go to bed and get up and do it again tomorrow.
0: Exactly. And Christina Applegate is just amazing. I have loved her since married with children I've loved her on everything I've seen her in, um, dead to me. Mm -hmm. If you've never watched it is it's on Netflix and she's just freaking amazing. So, yeah, so this episode, you've got the whole, you know, um, Amy coming to visit and how selfish she is. You've got the whole, uh, Monica and Chandler using their wedding china for the first time and Monica freaking out. And then you've got Joey trying to figure out a way to lie, uh, to the days of our lives, people, because he missed, being at the Thanksgiving parade. So there's yeah. a whole bunch of things, but I think the main plot point that is the funniest thing is that Amy thinks if Ross and Rachel die, she would get their baby. And they're just like, no. Like, we would ask Monica and Chandler. And so she has this big fit about, wait, you guys die and I don't get your baby? And she's like, uh, no.
1: Why the hell would you think you would? You don't even know who she is.
0: Right? Like, I just, yeah, that, that's the part that's real crazy, is that, first of all, you wouldn't even want her. But second of all, why would you think that? And so, basically, they have this whole thing about, you know, um, who would get Emma if they die. So, then it's Monica and Chandler. But if Monica dies, then it's not Chandler. It's the Gellers. And then, oh, Joey. Who has to die for me to get her? (laughs) But you do see Chandler, you know, they're like, well, you're not really a disciplinarian. And then you do see Chandler kind of come into that fatherly role when he has to break up a fight between Rachel and Amy. So yeah, I just, that's one of my favorites. I love it. It's so funny. Their sister chemistry is on point.
1: I just, I never even thought about that being, I mean, obviously it is a holiday episode, but I'm scrolling through the list and, my eyes literally went over it and it didn't even register. <laughs> and so. I love
0: that they're watching the parade and they're like, uh, and and now the popular, the stars of the popular show, Days of Our Lives, and uh, Joe, he's like, face and then Chandler looks and, aren't you one of the stars of the popular TV show, Days of Our Lives? <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of, I mean, obviously a lot of good quotes, but um, and yeah, the whole Emma thing, she's like, uh phoebe why does she keep making that noise <laughs> Exactly. so number two what do you have
1: the one with surprise surprise the thanksgiving flashbacks
0: oh okay the one with all the thanksgivings
1: mm, the one where you get all the backstory about chandler and ross coming to the Gellers. okay yes
0: yes the one with all the thanksgivings Thanksgiving,
1: okay blah, 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 yes rachel has a crooked nose and then yes and the straight little pretty little petite nose and <laughs> everything okay yes and Phoebe has her revolutionary war, war.
0: <laughs> in this life phoebe <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, in, no, I in this I love Joey. Oh, that's so cool. I wish I had uh, memories of past lives. Of course you don't, know, sweetie, you're brand new.
1: See, and that's one of those things too where it's so sweet. I the level of naivety between Joey and Phoebe
0: yes. actually
1: may have worked if they'd written it perfectly.
0: See, I find that moment to be so incredibly sweet. Like it's a most people are just like, nah, whatever, and, like, breeze past it. But when he says that, she's like, no, you're a brave too. I'm like, oh, my God, they get each other so much.
1: <laughs> well, I, mean, let's, I mean, over the course of the entire ten seasons, Joey and Phoebe have incredibly heartfelt moments because, I mean, you go back to, I think, the first time that David returns from Minsk. Oh
0: Yeah, and, and they have the, the whole – the date thing,
1: yeah. The whole no, no, no. Friends keep promises, and Phoebe breaks a promise, and then Joey stumbles across her on the street, and she just said goodbye to David. You can see the tears ripping yeah. down her cheeks, and she's like, "Dude, really not now." And he's like, Dude, "I wasn't going to say anything," and he just wraps his arms around, yeah. him, collapses into his arms, and they have that moment. I mean, their have- friendship really- is so pure. Yeah. It's pure. It's innocent, and let's be honest, the amount of lack of intelligence between the two of them. <laughs> yeah, it, just, it works. So uh, the Thanksgiving flashbacks, though, I just when you look at the whole arc of the from this point until basically the end of the show, I don't think what came after this episode with Chandler's feelings towards Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and all of that would have fully been comprehended if you didn't have the him getting stabbed in the toe and losing his baby Mm -hmm. toe. Then you have the whole, it added to the whole Ross's infatuation with Rachel. You had a little bit of the explanation as to why Monica went from 800 pound Monica to toothpick Monica. You know, the only real explanation you really don't get in that episode is, I mean, you get, A little bit of the silliness from Joey because of the whole turkey on his head, blah blah blah. blah. And you get Phoebe's silliness with the whole Revolutionary War, Civil War, all that, and having her arms blown off every time. And
0: yeah,
1: for the most of it, most of the holiday emotion between most of that group is explained in that one episode. Yeah, so the stage for every other Thanksgiving episode to come down the road
0: and it gives you the whole backstory about how although there are flaws in it which we have all come to realize that you know they didn't piece that together perfectly but still you realize how far back Ross and Chandler and Monica and Rachel how far back they really go you know and then you even get it later when they go to a college party at you know, Ross and Chandler's college. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say that is also my number two. Um, yeah.
1: Exactly. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. So, you know, I love this one, it, obviously because of all the, you know, you get the Joey with the Turkey on his head and you get all the flashbacks and just how dorky they look and all that. But, I also love that you well, get, you, get you know.
1: You one year, you get Miami Vice the second year. <laughs>
0: yes. We were just talking about how stupid we used to look.
1: Uh. <laughs> Push up their sleeves and they're all like, hey, yeah, Johnson.
0: I love when Judy's like, oh, Rachel, I heard you changed your major again. Yeah, I had to. There was never any parking by the psychology building. <laughs> but yeah, so I, and I definitely love... Where you get the first I love you between Chandler and Monica. Like, you know, she comes in with the turkey and the sunglasses and where he's like, oh my God, you're so amazing. I love you. He's like, what? Yeah. But <laughs> um, I think
1: to a certain extent, I think up until that moment, some of us still may have had that little seed of doubt in the back of our head that something's going to happen and Chandler's going to screw this up. Yeah. But then. And- you know, once he starts laughing, and especially after the whole being destroyed about the, you know, Monica stabbing him in the toe over the fact that she called it, or he called her fat. Yeah. And, you know, he's obviously upset and depressed, and then she obviously breaks through all that sadness and depression with the putting the turkey on the head and the hat, and the sunglasses, and blah 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 blah, and then he's laughing and joke. You know, he's laughing and all of a sudden he. I
0: love you. I love you. And, and yeah, that's the thing is it was so casual. It was so like natural that he just said it and then he was like, oh my God, did I just say that? But you know that it was real because of the way that he just like said it. It's like, you're so great. I love you.
1: It's not like he's sitting there trying to figure out, okay, I think we're at this point in our relationship and I need to try and set the mood for this to happen. And if all the stars align, then I think tonight might be the night that I tell her I love her. And No, it just it organically just happened.
0: Exactly. And that's what was so and great about it. So, when yes.
1: he responds and says, I love you too, it's like yeah, okay, that little seed of doubt in the back of your head is now obliterated and
0: gone. Yeah. yeah.
1: You know that we're going to end up together in the end. And
0: again, that's why the one where everyone finds out one of my top five favorite episodes because it just he just breaks it out i'm in love with monica like i just thought you were doing it i didn't know you're in love like that's just the oh, best. The
1: whole, yeah the whole everybody's fine and yeah and ross doesn't find out until the end of the episode when he's looking at ugly naked guys
0: <laughs> get off my sister <laughs> and then
1: immediately the next episode picks up immediately him running up the stairs and pounding yes. on the door and trying to get, Chandler, I saw hey. what hey. hey. you were doing, my I'm going <laughs> to. Like, oh, dude, freaking Red Ross. You're in trouble. Red
0: Ross. Oh, Red Ross. Okay.
1: He ends up getting into the whole. He's into the apartment and he realizes everything that's going on and starting to slowly put two and two together. And it's like, oh, my best friend and my sister and it's like yeah dude you just went from red ross to freaking pink ross
0: drug ross yeah (laughs) okay well so we know what my number one is obviously because i haven't said it yet and you already said it but um
1: so your number one would be the one where ross got high
0: yes i
1: honest to god thought your my number one was going to be somewhere on your list
0: I think I know what your number one is.
1: This is the one that we discussed earlier that this entry on my list is huge.
0: Okay, so I didn't know which one you were talking about, honestly.
1: You know which one I'm talking about?
0: No, I don't.
1: This was probably the one episode that where reality bled into the show and all of us were really waiting for it to happen but didn't know when it was going to happen. But it finally happened, and I personally—and I can't stand the guy—but I really thought he did a good job guest starring in said episode. Okay. You know where I'm going now?
0: I—I I don't think I do. Really? Why am I having a brain fart? So I will just
1: go ahead and give you the name of the episode, and you will know where I'm going with this. And okay. With this. Whole mysterious riddleish. Kind of thing.
0: I do know. I do know. And yes. No. Okay. Yes. So honestly, I switched that one out for the one with Rachel's other sister. But yes. The one with the rumor. Yes.
1: Because, like I said, that was the one that I don't even remember how far before that episode Jennifer and Brad had gotten married.
0: I wish they were still together.
1: The the whole time they were together it was always, I remember it being, and this is all pre-social media so, you know people are writing about this and discussing it old school style.
0: Yes. But,
1: you know, it was always one of those rumors oh, Jen and Brad are together, when is Brad going to come on Friends and do a guest star spot?
0: Yes, yes.
1: When When is Brad? When is Brad? When is Brad? And I remember I believe it was like August or September of the year that this this episode ran, that NBC pointed out that this year Brad Pitt will be making a guest appearance on Friends. And And they
0: were so freaking cute! Like, I can't stand it!
1: Really, like I said, I cannot, I really... I can probably count on one hand, no half of a hand, how many, how many things Brad Pitt has done that I actually like. Do not, I, I did, he rubbed me the wrong way. Don't you know, I love my club. It just, he came on from the moment he knocks on the door, Monica opens the door. I mean, everybody goes crazy. He seems kind of fake and forced, but it, just, it worked. He fit right into the whole dynamic of he and Monica laughing and joking and reminiscing. Yeah. Shows up and he's like, "Hey, you actually came!" And he's excited to see him. And well, yeah. before we even get to Rachel showing up, I mean, Chandler stands up to from watching the <laughs> football game, and you know, he's like, "No, I'm going to stand over here because I don't think <laughs> to my self confidence. I need I to be, be better there. for my I ego." ego. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And then like he says hi to Phoebe and Phoebe turns around and says quickly just hello and then she turns back around she's like
0: oh good job.
1: <laughs> and then, I love
0: at the table when she's like okay just Will take off your shirt and tell us.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean obviously you know Phoebe has a Phoebe crush on Will at that point. Right. And then as easy as it would have been as writers to just they could have had him come on the show and guest star. Rachel comes in. They have a whole little cute little mm-hmm. flirty moment, blah, 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 blah. No, that's not where they went with it. They went totally the other direction. He can't stand Rachel. She walks in the room and notices him, and he's all sitting there glaring at her with that smoldering look. And <laughs> yeah. I hate you to her. And you know, you can – obviously. To the point that even Rachel being around him derail, you know, is attempting to derail him from being on his diet from when he lost his 150
0: pounds. Yeah. He, would you like some yams? You'd like that, wouldn't you?
1: <laughs> yeah. And he's like, no, screw it. Yams.
0: Bring out the yams. Oh, he's like, like, no, no, you don't want to. Yams. My two biggest enemies, uh, Rachel Green and Car- complex okay. carbohydrates. Yeah. <laughs> No, they did such a cute job of being, like, enemies and being, like, you know, spiteful towards each other. It was just, yeah, I love it. I, I kind of want to switch out the one with Rachel's other sister for that, because those were the ones I had a hard time with. And, and then, yeah, that's the one with the Thanksgiving pants.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, so many classic pop culture iconic things came out of the 10 years of that show.
0: Yeah. Oh, you know, I know.
1: The fact that you do the whole. Oh, I know.
0: Yeah, I do it all the time. You
1: know, I've got <laughs> little Joeyisms or whatever that I have picked up over the course of, you know, the last twenty
0: twenty five years. That. And it's so you know, funny because you don't really think about it; you just do it. But yeah, I do it all the time. I'm like, I know, <laughs> like all
1: the time. Well, no, and I, even like. One of the first ones that I ever noticed was I went out with a bunch of friends to a bar one night. I walked up to a girl, woman, obviously, but and I opened my mouth and the only three words that could come out of my mouth (laughs) were "How you doing?" "How you doing?" (laughs) And then she turned to me and she's like, "Did you really just Joey me?" (laughs) I love it. Stopped and paused for a second. I'm like oh dear god but well, that's adorable it is but at the same time it's like you don't realize that stuff like that has become such a part of your psyche that you get in this, into a situation and it's like you open your mouth and how you doing
0: yeah
1: or, well you know i know or, yeah you know saying sentences like could you any more
0: wrong yes <laughs> and i i say stuff all the time but so one of the ones that so my husband's favorite episode and it's in my top five is the one with the embryos which is the one where they play the game and the girls lose the apartment
1: we love friends jeopardy
0: yes and so do you know that there is a game for that episode are you kidding did I, me did i send it to you Hold on, because I sent it to my husband because I was like, I have to have this. There is literally a board game that is based on that episode and based on the game that they come up with that episode. So I'll send it to you. I have to find it. Um, I you just thought like mean? yesterday.
1: Speaking of board games, you know what else I've always wanted to freaking see? Huh. Just for nostalgia, Bamboozled.
0: <laughs> right. Well, you know they have the ball. They have the ball game, right?
1: front of my face and be able to try and figure out what that damn game show was about.
0: Right. Um,
1: It stinks because they're chopping it up and splitting scenes, splicing scenes together, and it's like Joey's trying to explain it and then all of a sudden cut back to the baby shower, cut back to something else is going on. Right, right. It's like, I have no freaking clue where you were going with this now, but (laughs) it sounds Um. like...
0: A fun game, it does, and then, um, so you know that they have the one they have the one with the ball, right?
1: Mm hmm, the, oh, the ball back and forth, throwing the ball back and forth, yeah,
0: and they have a game for that, but no, so now they have one for the
1: um, who knows apart
0: the, the apartment game. But so, so one of the quotes from that episode that we both always say, um, is the part where they're like trying to up the ante, and um. Monica's like, how about if we win, they get rid of the birds? And Rachel goes, ooh, that's interesting. My husband and I say that all the time. Anytime something's like we can say that, we're like, ooh, that's interesting. (laughs) But yeah, no, so the one with the rumor, yeah, that is one of my favorites. And it definitely made my long list. And I, I, again, this was so freaking hard. The only reason... So my number one is obviously the one where Ross got high. And I think, like I said before, that one is my favorite just because of, like we said, all the different elements with the trifle and with, Mm -hmm. you know, Ross and Joey wanting to go hang out with Janine. And then the whole Monica not wanting to tell her parents about Chandler. Like there's so, again, with a lot of episodes, but there's so many elements and, and that timing that the comedic timing and that Ross and uh, Monica scene where they're just like one upping each other and, and you know adding each other, it doesn't get much funnier than that.
1: No, and that had every potential possibility that if that wasn't played perfectly by David and Courtney, that it could have totally blown up and gone totally wrong. Exactly, and it could have ruined everything.
0: Yeah, there. I I just feel like the timing and just. Everything in that episode was so impeccable with the way that, you know, they did it and with the whole trifle thing. But yeah, that alone, the scene with Ross and Monica and the, the back and forth, that by itself was enough to, you know, just put it there for me because it was so funny. It was so fast. It was so funny. It was so unexpected because you see everybody, their faces, you know, and it's so fast when and he's like, Monica and Chandler are living together. And you see both of their faces real quick. And he said, like, Ross, Bay Rachel got divorced again. And then you see his face. And it's just the the timing of it was so amazing.
1: Yeah. Simplistically, the best way to put it is it worked. Yeah. And I don't know a better way to honestly put it. It just Courtney and David made that little brief moment in that scene.
0: Yeah. It's one of my favorite scenes of all time. It makes me laugh every single
1: time. It stole that for me, it stole that episode. Not there's not other great moments, you know. No, I
0: agree. I agree.
1: It was it was definitely all that but I don't think that episode works if you take that little Exchange between the two
0: of them out. Oh yeah, no. And I mean, the whole trifle thing is obviously you know a good uh, like second to that is being really funny. But that whole just there's you know, she's so fed up with him, and that they mm. just you know start outing all each other's secrets is just the best. And then all of a sudden, the others are like, "I thought Jacques Cousteau. Why was I wasn't supposed to be for the trifle." I I want to go exactly.
1: I think we have completely come to the understanding that this is the greatest show on TV ever. Yes, and everybody else can just suck it.
0: Yes, ever. Yes. If you don't like it, that sounds like a personal problem. You can, if if you could see me, I'd be banging my hands together. (laughs) The 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 giving the finger without actually giving the finger. Yeah. You guys are such
1: nerds. i actually done that before to, I believe it was my brother, and he looked at me like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's right. You think Friends is the dumbest show ever on TV. What? Yeah. He, my brother has no taste. Now you see why he and I butt heads so much.
0: Um, I'm gonna have to have a conversation with him and slap him across the face, either metaphorically or in reality.
1: Because, let's be honest, it's I will be willing to concede that somebody may not necessarily think it's the number one greatest show of all time. You and I will share the opinion that it is because it of is true. Yeah. But I'll allow somebody to say it's their top five. Yeah. Because maybe for some reason they associate better with Big Bang Theory than they do with Friends.
0: Yeah. People do that. And I love Big Bang Theory. So do I. It, Bernadette is my spirit animal, <laughs> but. That was honestly
1: one of the first things I ever picked up about you was the fact that you remind me of a little <laughs> you know, Bernadette.
0: I'm not as tiny as her, but she's so cute and feisty. I love her. I mean, I think some friends, it, friends is kind of like not as bad as the office, but in a similar pool of in today's climate, it wouldn't play well. So you have to look at it from a, a past perspective and, you know, say that friends did have, you know, even though it wasn't as progressive as it could have been, you know, it's an all-white cast and they're all they did still address some stuff that wasn't common up until then. I mean, they had a gay couple get married on television. They had Which I believe
1: that was almost even before Ellen even came out of the closet.
0: Yeah. You know, they had a group of friends, which are obviously not super realistic, but they did address the, you know, economical differences between them, you know, in an episode or two where they talked about, you know, who makes more money and who doesn't. You know, Mm -hmm. they had, they had a few things that were first or were good and, Obviously some of the jokes fall flat now, just like with The Office, but I think you can still appreciate it for what it is. And Friends was just amazing at so many things, with the love stories and the friend stories and the humor. And just, it's a TV show. It's obviously not going to be 100% realistic, but it has the potential for so many people to get enjoyment from it because it's so diverse. Well, Well, I
1: think, from my own opinion, it wasn't designed to go out there and change the world. Yeah. It was designed to give people a break from the world. Right. And it did that for, like I said, what, 250 some odd episodes? Yeah.
0: And I don't want to use the word diverse because it's really not. But, you know, like I said, if you're black or you're gay or you're trans or whatever, it's definitely not appealing to your demographic as much per se. But I don't think, I think a lot of the humor and a lot of the lifestyle approaches aren't just Caucasian based. I guess I could be wrong. But yeah, either way, it's just meant to make you laugh. And I think we shouldn't take it any more seriously than that. Now, today, it wouldn't work so much. And and I'm okay with that. But you, know. you
1: wouldn't get halfway through the first season without somebody getting offended and starting a petition and making NBC pull it off the air.
0: Yeah, I just I think you have to appreciate it for what it was and what it still means to us. And yeah, anyway, I you know I love Friends. It's my favorite show of all time. I was pregnant with my daughter um, when Friends went off the air. I, the last season, uh, I remember watching the last episode. I was like seven months pregnant with my daughter. I cried
1: so much. Well, the last, there was a lot going on in that. I think that was the shortest season out of the 10. Mm -hmm. And from the start of that episode or the start of that season until they put their keys on the counter in the kitchen and walk out the door and head down the stairs to go get coffee, a lot of freaking emotional crap happened.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it did. Yeah, it
1: did. I mean, Phoebe gets married. Joey loses his agent. Monica and Chandler have twins. Yeah. Ross and Rachel back together again.
0: Well, Rachel gets a job in Paris. Like, yeah.
1: I mean, Rachel literally almost was minutes away from moving to Paris.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I don't think we have as many in common as I thought we would.
1: Neither did I I'd actually surprised, uh, You Stop and think about some of the ones that didn't make your shortlist those were some of the ones that did make mine and yeah, you were hemming and hawing over whether or not to put them on the list and you know, it had you flipped a coin and the coin came up the other side yeah, it would have been on the list so we
0: so really only had two in our top five
1: I know, that kind of makes me feel like I'm just no better than everybody else that's been on the
0: show No, no Oh, don't say that because we had we had so many of the same ones so I we have such a love of friends there's no way to there's no well, way to do this I don't look at it as a bad thing
1: I look at it as you know when we're explaining the ones that we don't have in common on our list per se but we're I'm giving my point of view and you're getting it in the green yes. like you're giving your point of view and I'm getting it and it's because Both of us have that deep understanding and love of this TV show. Exactly. Yeah. And it's never going to change, and I don't care what anybody says. People can ridicule me for liking it if they want. I don't freaking suck
0: it.
1: (laughs) Exactly. So So
0: what? uh, What's
1: your honorable mention? My honorable mention was the one with the football.
0: (sighs) Okay. So yeah, I actually. I was going to put that in my top five. Obviously, I didn't, but I thought we would have that in common. But, yes, I love that one.
1: I actually took it out of my top five because if you look back at my top five, that would have been football, flashbacks, Ross Got High. Double check and make sure. (laughs) Ross Got High, football, flashbacks, and the – that would have been four out of my top five that all would have been Thanksgiving.
0: Ah, uh, gotcha. Okay. I,
1: mean, I was watching through the episodes. Of- but the
0: Thanksgiving ones are the best. I mean, are are we going to be truthful of all the I holiday mean, episodes, the Thanksgiving ones are the best?
1: The Thanksgiving ones are the ones that are probably the most abundant right. in that 20, 25, 30 episodes that are holiday episodes. Right. But, the-
0: but <laughs> yeah, the, fo- the football the one's the amazing.
1: Yeah. Let's just be honest. No show ever will ever compare to this show. No. I've said my piece, and if people don't agree with me, then they're wrong, and they can suck it.
0: I I agree. I agree. So, my honorable mention, although I have a million, but the one right. I'm going to go with is the one with Chandler in a box. Oh. Is, yeah. Really, really- Monica dating Rachel. Or Rachel. Oh, my. Jesus. God. Okay. John, Monica what? dating Richard's son. Oh my fucking god!
1: Because that's not creepy
0: Yeah. Plus, you get you get some of the best quotes. Like it's like inviting a Greek tragedy to dinner. And mm-hmm. then the best. Okay, uh, judge all you want, but what do you say? Married a lesbian, uh, left a guy at the altar. Married a gay ice dancer. Uh, threw a girl's wooden leg in a box and I left one out but yeah and then you know the whole Chandler in a box that's another thing where it's like you realize again what a good friend Joey is and how mm-hmm. Matt, Matt LeBlanc is so good at portraying that innocent and naive like love and hurt from Joey. Because Joey would never do that to Chandler. Like that's the thing. And when they're like, oh, if you would have just told him, he he would have been okay with it. And and Chandler's mad that nobody said that to him, Chandler should have already known that about Joey. Bro code. Yeah, Joey is just a good guy. It, albeit he's a womanizer and kind of a shit towards women. But as a friend, he is such a good friend. Like He never would have done that.
1: Can you honestly say that Ross is a better friend to Chandler than Joey is to Chandler?
0: No, Joey's a better friend. Joey's the best friend.
1: Well, and part of that, too, has to come from the fact that they lived together for, what, the first four seasons of that show?
0: Yeah, but honestly, Joey, even though he talks a big game and he's a womanizer, he, he puts his friends first, like, I would say out of all six of them, Joey is the best friend. Joey I would say is the most loyal of all the friends. Like he is but, I he has the purest love for all of them.
1: Yeah, that's a good way to put it.
0: He just he has a very pure heart when it comes to the people he loves. Now, again, he's a womanizer and I'm officially offended, but um as a friend, he is very, very true and never ever purposely hurt someone he cared about. I mean, the agony he had over being in love with Rachel and talking to Ross about it, like, that was just... I mean, oh my god.
1: Well, yeah, because now, okay, let's flip the question around. Is Chandler a better friend to Ross than Joey is to Ross? Ooh. I don't know. I, just if you look I, at something- How much Joey agonized over the whole...
0: I don't know that there's a better in that situation. The only reason I would give Chandler a leg up is because he's better at the tough love with Ross, which is what Ross needs. But I see both sides of it because I think... Joey has the purest heart, I think, of anybody on the show. Like, even Phoebe. Like, I think Joey just has the purest, sweetest
1: heart... I think Phoebe is probably number two behind Joey.
0: Yeah, I agree. So I think that Joey is never going to purposely do anything to hurt anybody, but I think Chandler and Ross as their relationship, Chandler is really good at giving him the tough love and being like, dude, get your head out of your ass. Like, <laughs> Stop being well, a moron.
1: Joey probably wouldn't go there with Ross. Right. He might dance around it and – Oh, God, I just had the image of Joey dancing. That. <laughs> <laughs> or teaching him how
0: to dirty talk.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I, one summer, I went backpacking. I'm not really I went any backpacking
0: anymore. through Western Europe.
1: <laughs> That's <laughs> one of my favorites.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think, again, I'll take a picture of your list and send to me, and I'll post both of our lists, because I know we have a lot, but... Um, That was probably my my honorable mention and almost made it to my top five because that episode is just so, you know. Well, that was awesome.
1: And if you do not share it, you are wrong and suck it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Again, go listen to some other shitty podcast besides mine because mine loves Friends. Sorry about you.
1: That would be a good way to shamelessly plug um, Midwest Horror Company and The Overlook as being two of the three greatest
0: broadcasts in the world (gasps) yes see you're just an ass kisser but honestly yes they are let's Um,
1: let's, let's be honest I tend to put my foot in my mouth and talk shit to a certain mutual friend that we have (laughs) to
0: mention
1: his name (coughs) Tim
0: Arnold
1: (laughs) hi (laughs) Tim And, yeah, it, I figured at some point I might try and throw in a shameless plug for the podcast that brought me to the world of podcasting.
0: Well, see, so, there you go.
1: If you love Stephen King and are looking for something to listen to on a cold, wintry night, check out The Overlook on all your podcasts, whatever the case may be.
0: <laughs> Wherever you get your podcast.
1: Yes, see, Amanda <laughs> thinks my thesis, so.
0: <laughs> um yeah. yeah
1: Tim you owe me one now
0: next to friends uh horror movies and Stephen King are my jam so yeah definitely like, Midwest Horror Co is on a bit of a hiatus right now but I think they're coming back soon and then yes the Overlook mm-hmm. is still still so jamming and
1: can stay in time out then until Midwest Horror comes back yes because i'm missing horror podcasting and he needs to get to work and give me something to listen to
0: come on christian stop being on hiatus we need you back
1: <laughs> but, but i'm sure you guys will all be back in your good time and it will all be rainbows and sunshine from here on in
0: have you read a stephen king book where have you ever heard uh rainbows and sunshine out of all three of those podcasts, the only rainbows and sunshine you're getting is on mine. Just saying.
1: <laughs> yeah, to get even when a Stephen King book starts down the road, to There may be happily ever. Oh nope!
0: Bam! <laughs> and, and the rainbows are rainbows and sunshine are also kind of limited here. Just saying, depending on what what episode we're on. So this one was pretty good. I mean, Friends makes everybody happy.
1: Rainbows and sunshine.
0: Yeah, there you
1: go. Next time, there may not be as many rainbows and sunshine.
0: I have no idea what there's going to be next time, so y'all just have to stay tuned, because, you know, actually, Tim is supposed to come on my podcast soon. Hint, hint. And uh, we're going to do our favorite... Arnold, and do it. You know you want to. Yeah, we've been messaging, so we're going to do our favorite true crime novels, so that's going to be a fun one.
1: That is... Besides Stephen King, that is probably one of the biggest things you could probably rope him into doing.
0: Yeah. No, we we've talked about it and we're gonna do it soon. And I've already got a good list going. I gotta I gotta narrow down and also maybe revisit some of them just to get a refresher. But um I mean I can name like three off the top of my head, so that's pretty easy, but yeah. We'll save that for another day.
1: Exactly.
0: Exactly. Well, thank you for coming on my show. I appreciate it. And we're definitely going to do some more Friends-themed uh, episodes, because why not?
1: Absolutely. And th- like you said in the beginning, in the opening, there are so many different subcategories you could do. I mean, you even just character-wise, you favorite Ross and Rachel episodes, favorite Monica and Chandler episodes, favorite Joey episodes, favorite Phoebe episodes. And then- I know, I was feeding into the (laughs) moment you could spit that out.
0: (laughs) I've been waiting for it. (laughs) Mm. No. I I know.
1: (laughs) Now that I gave you my how you doing story.
0: Yes, that that was a good one, by the way. I like that. Um, I've said more embarrassing things trying to hook up with guys, so it's okay.
1: Oh, we're... Not even doing a top five list on that one because <laughs> I was be just down and it won't be for guys, it'll be for girls. And I've yeah. been a very nameless pickup line in <laughs> uh, my lifetime.
0: Hey, you gotta go with what you got, so that's all you can do. At the end of the night, you might
1: get lucky, you might get slapped. Either way, flip a coin.
0: At least you tried. Yep. Well, all right. Well, thank you, Casey. I had so much fun, and I can't wait to do this again. And um, we'll, uh, like I said, send me your full list. Send me a picture of your list, and we'll post them on the the uh, the Facebook group. So people follow me on Facebook, the SIP List Pod, and then there's a private Facebook group where you get to have even more fun and uh, all the shenanigans and all the things and Yeah, so I don't know what's coming up next week, but until then, you can just keep sipping. And Casey, thank you. I love you. You're the best.
1: And right back at you.
0: Okay, well, until next time, uh, goodbye.